that. That's, that's not my bell. That's my bell. How's everybody doing? All right, all right. Sorry we got a little bit of a late start tonight, but, uh, but it should be a promising night, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks again for coming to Uncle Scotchy's Storytelling Extravaganza. That's awesome that you guys all came out. I'm looking forward to all the stories tonight. We have uh, two returning storytellers, I think two or three, and, and uh, we got a new one. And um, give it up for Breckenridge Whiskey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for sponsoring this night. And the cheese stands alone, of course, of course. But uh, hey, already, really? Focaccia. That was Harold. His hair knocked something over. For those of you who uh, might not be here for this, this is something we've been doing every Wednesday for about a year. It's a, a night of storytelling, and uh, the only rules are the stories have to be true, and they have to be about you. And this is being recorded for a podcast as well. So if you're telling a story to the people that you're with, try to keep it down at a considerate level for the storytellers, because a lot of these stories are very difficult to tell. Or some are easy, we'll see. But uh, let's just get it started right now with... Uh, the great Regina Casaniera. Come on up, baby. Damn, was it a surprise that I'm going up first, or am I a bad listener? Or both? both. Sounds about right. Okay. <laughs> hey. All right. Don't worry. You're good. I already, not to show off, but I already had Delta. <laughs> yeah. Don't watch your, uh, your, your siblings' kids, ignore kids. Like, this is your time. You have the perfect excuse to not have to babysit, except I'm a sucker, and I volunteer this shit. I volunteer to wipe their noses and then later wonder why the fuck I'm sick, you know? <laughs> All right. Hi, everybody. What's up? All right. <laughs> What's up? My name is Jean. My name is Regina. Um, uh, I'm so excited to be here because I am, am a stand-up comic, um, so I'm never allowed to talk about things if they don't have a punchline. Um, no, no, no. It's just like, <laughs> let's get like deep here, right? Okay, we can get deep, you know what I mean? Um, no, and it's cool. I'm excited to be able to do that. Because there's something that a lot of people don't talk about, and it's and it's about... How messy, you're the fucking best, all right? Bro, I've had a long day, I needed a second drink before coming up here. Give it a hand, woo! What a great bartender, I'm just kidding, he's a performer later, you'll see. No, okay, so just a little background story. I'm Cuban-American, yeah, that's, um, which means, I'm sorry, I'm a Cuban-American girl, right? Which uh, means that like, I eat a lot of croquetas and I have a lot of body hair. And they both end up in my inner upper thigh. Yeah, like concentrated, right? Like I've had a wax lady quit on me. Yeah, okay, okay. That was a loud, oh my God, I appreciate that. <laughs> that was through an N95, guys, okay? That's a loud, oh my God. Uh, I feel like I should get checked, no. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, and that's all... For, uh, <laughs> That's, that's my journey or struggle. And then I am, um, I'm actually engaged. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and who just said don't do it? 
Okay, how old are you? I know, I can tell. He's just proud of the beard he just got. Uh, are you 27? Oh, older than 27, so 29. That's what that means, by the way. When they're like, oh, I'm way older, that means two years older. You're 29. Okay, cool. Are you in a serious relationship? Okay, you know what that is, right? That means that that one isn't the one. That doesn't mean you'll ever feel that way again. You know that, like, shit in your 20s is stupid anyway, right? Like, if you're getting married in your mid-20s or before, before, how long ago did you break up? Uh, two, months two months ago. Okay, so you're putting that on me right now. I'm happy, happily in love. I'm old. I've been in that relationship before. Didn't yell at anyone. I'm just saying it gets better is my point. Okay? I know you're struggling right now. Don't pass it on to other people. Okay? I thought we learned a little bit about contagions here. Okay? Don't pass that shit on. It's going to look better. It's going to get better. <laughs> that just means that bitch wasn't for you. doesn't mean you're never going to get married because you have the face of someone who's going to get married. <laughs> You just think that 29 is young. That's the problem. Uh, all right. Sperm isn't going to last forever is my point. Um, he just choked. Awesome. That was my point. <laughs> Goal achieved. So, my, so I'm engaged. Uh, so I'm Harry Aspich, and I'm engaged to a Cuban Syrian. Yeah. So we're registered at UniKWax. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Employees. Right. <laughs> Um, and I had a conversation with, um, fuck, does anyone here know me? No one's filming? Awesome. Okay. We're going to get real. We're going to get private. No f fucking filming. Okay. I'm going to get in trouble for this one. You know what? You're right. I'm not going to say it. Okay. I'm not going to say her, I'm not going to say her relation, but someone who is going to be very close to me. <sighs> Um, no, someone I know, she's a lot younger than me, right? Um, she's, I'm, I'm getting close to her and stuff like that. I'm kind of like putting her under my wing. And I found out she had a relationship with a man who was married. Yeah. Um, and I found out through a different way. And when I confronted her about like, hey, what are these people talking about? She broke down to me. And this is a very good person. Good person. Like, bitchy to be funny, but, like, an actual, you know, her heart, good person. Right? I, like, I, that's why I couldn't fathom. I couldn't fathom that, like, she would be in that situation. And she had actually just left a long relationship. Like, I mean, like, 13 to 23-year relationship. Yeah, that fucks with your head. You think, <laughs> no, that fucks with your head, right? And you're kind of just, you're a child. You're still a child. You get out of it, and you're just like, you're kind of still at like the 12-year-old level of relationship. So, I don't know. She's a very good person. So, when she had to confess to me, like, yeah, this is true, she felt so, so, so bad, and I knew she would. She'd never even told any of her best friends. Like, it was really bad. And it would, of course, it ended and all that. And that relationship sh and, and hit, that marriage should have never happened. Why? Because he married at 23. Yeah, don't fucking do that. Right? I know I look 23. Thank you. SPF every day. I'm 32. And so, uh, 
<laughs> okay, yeah, SPF. All right, high five for that. Um, and also just hiding from the sun in general. Um, she felt really, really bad about this, right? And I'm talking to her, and like, and I'm like, look, like, I know this. Uh, this was. She confessed to me this was the first time she really felt like love. She never really understood it. This was the first time with this guy that she met. And um, and and she just it just kind of like she went for it. It wasn't even a physical thing, right? And I'm like, yeah. It ha fucking happens like that sometimes. I'm not condoning, you know, that kind of a situation. Just like she wouldn't condone it, but it happens. And this is what people don't understand about love. It's that love is fucking messy. That's the intro. So, okay, short, sorry, whenever, um, so I'm getting married, I'm super excited, this guy, whatever. This guy has been my platonic ass best friend for years. And then we got together and now we're getting married. This was the guy that either people would meet us and assume we were already dating, so didn't push me on him, or everyone was like, would joke around and see us and be like, invite me to your wedding. Ha ha ha. Like little like bosses and bosses and bosses of mine, like would meet him like, huh, invite us to your wedding, even though we were super platonic. Like he didn't check out my ass, and I don't know if you've seen it. That's dumb of him, right? Um, no, this was when I was younger and I, it was plumper. Um, right? And uh, I mean, I, and I'm, I say he didn't check out my, my ass because I checked out his, but like platonically, you know, as you do. And, and it was, so everyone's like, oh, how cute, best friends. And then, um, I'm sorry, I'm staring at you. You're the only face I can see. Everything is like just white. Um, yeah, and I mean, so is your face very white, but still, like I can actually make out the facial, exp <laughs> the eyes and the, so, so, um, Right, like everyone's like, oh my God, how cute. It's like a rom-com, you guys are best friends. And then you fell in love and whatever. Oh, how cute, that's the best. Let me tell you, no one ever who did that did it in any remotely way like the rom-coms. Love is messy. I found out that, I, I met this guy, right? Uh, we were young, out of college. Um, he was looking for people to, uh, in his industry, and very few people were doing this at the time. It's a little thing called social media. Yeah, no one was doing it <laughs> as like a profession. You know, maybe like an intern, but that's it at a big firm, right? Um, so we like con he connected me. He con he met me on Twitter, or he found me on Twitter, right? Through that. And, and when I met him, and I just assumed he was gay because everyone in my major in my school was, in my, was gay. And then I met him, and he's like, he is not gay. Okay. Uh, he's one of these guys who, like, treats you as a human first. So it took him a long time to, like, ask me out by the time he asked. By the time he was, uh, before he could even, like, I met, I met another guy at the same time before he could even, like, think to, like, Okay, ask me out. That guy uh, and I were already boyfriend and girlfriend. And we met at the same time. So his slogan, not mine. So he friend zoned himself, right? So, you know, yeah, I thought he was cute when I first met him. Right. So because of that, we become friends, like colleagues, for like six months. Then we get like, then we become like friends. And we have a shared calendar. We become friends for like, a year, and then we become best friends 
the second year and the third year. And then all of our friends are friends. And then we're friends with each other's friends. And I, I am talking to this guy for years now, all day, every day. What do you think about this? He's like, what do you think about this? How about this? How about this? I depend on him. He depends on me more than any boyfriend I had. Whether I had a boyfriend or not, I would talk to him more than any relationship I was in. Never thought, never realized that I liked him this whole time. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would stare at this guy's face and be like, and be like, man, like a fucking idiot. I'd be like, man, why can't now he'll say something about his parents. I'm like, man, now why can't I find a guy with a relationship like with his parents like David has with his parents? And then I'm like, why can't I find a guy that said that? Or why can't a guy with eyes? I just need a guy with with the hair. I didn't realize that collectively, subconsciously, I was saying, like, why can't I find a guy like the one who's right in front of me at least three times a week, right? Because I'm an idiot. People are an idiot. It's all subconscious. You shove it down. You shove it down. Why? Because in your 20s, you're an idiot. And you're like, well, if this is real, if this is going to bubble up, now is not the time, right? A lot of people... Um, so I'm like, just suppress it, Gina. Just like, okay, you can look at his butt as he walks to the bathroom. But for one second, if you hold it for two seconds, that's morally wrong or something. I don't know. So I just look, hmm, yep. It's still plump. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Then um, at one point, we're both single. It's not even the first time that we're both single. But at this point, we're both single. I don't really think of it that way. I didn't really notice. Or maybe I didn't have a horrible memory. But he gets along with, we get along with each other's best friends. And one night, he's out and my best friend is out, who's also single. And they run into each other and they start hanging out and they went to a different bar and different bar together. And I've met his girlfriends over the years, who he's dating. I've known about his, like, one night stands in cars like I like we know I've literally planned out how he's gonna get laid on a Valentine's Day date do you get what I mean by platonic okay and he's done similar like where should I take out this guy like some he's planned out my dates I plan out his dates like he's wingman me right he's been my wingman it's been great it was great so but this one time he went out with my friend I mean, they ran into each other, and they hung out by themselves. And um, they hung out by themselves, and, and that made me feel weird. And I didn't, I didn't know why. And it, not just that night, but then, like, afterwards, the next week, it made me feel weird. It kept making me feel weird. I'm like, and then I wasn't really talking much to that friend. I don't know why. I did, I'm like, why does it make me? I was like, is it FOMO? Oh, it's FOMO. Yeah, just because they're having fun without me, right? That's, right? Why does it make me feel weird? I talked to my other best friend who has seen us over the years. Idiota. It's because you like him. I have an alarm to uh, go to sleep. It's called ADHD. Okay. <laughs> I need a reminder. So. This girl's like, idiota, it's because you like him. I'm like, what? No. Do you think he likes me? Oh, my God, of course. Oh, you're such an idiot. Like, she was so angry over the phone. I'm like, well, okay, well, how do you know he likes me? 
She's like, when you're hosting parties and he, he's the first one to be there to help you set up, he brings the biggest bottle with his friend and he watches you the whole time. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, he watches you to make sure you have everything you need the whole party. He's not hitting on your friends or anything like that. He's just making sure you're okay and you have everything you need and that the whole time. That's how I found out that I liked him or that he liked me. That, just by that chimosa friend that's like calling me an idiot. It's not romantic. Literally someone had to tell me that I'm an idiot for me to realize it. And so... People are often like, okay, so you told him, right? I'm like, nah, bitch. I waited six months for that. Yeah, not on purpose, okay? I tried, right? I planned this out. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have I'm gonna have a Halloween party. Yeah, that's normal for me to invite him to my parties. And, uh, and I'm going to have a Halloween party. And I'm going to do a sexy costume, which is weird. I normally do a funny costume. So this, I'm like, okay, well, if it's gonna be sexy, it's gonna have to be feminist. So I'm gonna do Wonder Woman, right? I'm like, oh my God, my ass is gonna be out. I'm gonna have to take a lot of shots before anyone sees me, you know? Okay, okay, whatever. Halloween comes around and I'm like, okay, this is perfect because we can both be drunk and we can kiss, right? Okay, and then that's good, easy excuse. Guess what? We all get drunk. And I looked good. But we get so drunk that that friend that called me an idiot forgot who was who and made out with him. Yeah. Yeah. No. She thought he was. To be fair, he did have the same exact costume as someone else that night. And, and she thought that guy was gay. She, whatever. She thought this person was, was gay. What? She's con no, you just said she's con she controversial, bro. I know. Don't worry. I got mad at her. She made up for it. She planned my whole bachelorette. It was great. <laughs> but I know this girl. I know her really well. So, um, no, no, no. She did not know which way was up. And neither, but neither did I. And I was just like. Confused. Also might be... So she confused him with this other guy who was also dressed as X-Men, who was gay. And she's like, what's wrong with me making out with a gay guy? I'm like, that wasn't the gay guy. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So there goes my plan. Months leading up to that. And that was, I'm like, fuck. I'm going to have to do it the normal way. I'm going to have to tell him I like him the normal way. Mind you, it was not a good time for me to tell him I like him, but I was, he was single, and I was scared he would meet someone. So a few months pass. I'm ju just of me working up the fucking courage, right? And then finally, I have it planned out. We're always working from, like, a coffee shop or wherever together. We go to this place in, like, South Point. He invites me like he normally does. And I'm like, this is it. Okay. And it's walking distance from a wine bar. So we went, and we worked together like normal. And for the first time while working with him, I put on like eyeliner and like, like I unbuttoned the top button of a <laughs> button down, right? Like I had a push up bra while talking to him. For, like I wasn't wearing a sports bra. Like well, this time that I went to work next to him, like I normally do, I wore a push up bra. That was my difference. 
And then I hugged him, and then he smelled good. I'm like, fuck. And I almost chickened out just because he smelled good, because I'm chicken shit with boys, with everything else. I can tell you about anything. You want. It's fine. The stage is easy. It's cute boys. That makes me nervous. And so, and so, and so, um, so, okay. So we were at the shop. After, but after we finished working, I was like, oh, do you want to just, it's a block away from a wine bar. I was like, oh, do you want to just, like, walk over to this wine bar? Where? So, uh, I was like, please, I, I can't sleep right now. This, this, we were drinking kava. I'm like, it made me really hyped. I can't sleep. How about, like, we drink some wine to cool us down? Great fucking excuse. Uh, to, 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 make us, to make us sleepy or whatever, or kratom. I don't know. I didn't drink shit. I just used that excuse. And so, and so we went to, we walked to this wine bar. Anyone remember the room? Bro, that best first kiss place. Let me tell you, this wasn't even the first one. This wasn't the first guy I took. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, no, no, no. You know how, like, you know how, like, in movies and stuff, I don't know if it's more than movies, but, like, how, like, player guys, like, they have, like, their places that they take their ladies. I was the same bitch. <laughs> um, and so, and so uh, uh, I took him there, and, and, and we're sitting, and we're talking. I'm just, like, coming up with me and dad to talk. And then finally, and then I was like, okay, Gina, all right, Gina, after this glass of wine, you're going to tell him. And so I drink the glass of wine, and I look at him, and I go, can I have a second glass of wine, please? Thank you. <laughs> And then I drink that glass of wine, and then I finish it. And Ala Helga from Hey Arnold, I turn at him and I said, David Verjano, David Verjano, um, I, I, I like you, like you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You thought this was gonna go above like. 12, a 12-year-old? 12 no, bitch. No, the 12-year-old right here. Yeah, yeah. I like you like you. And he's just like, huh? <laughs> like, I mean, he's like, no. And then he just like froze and I'm like, fuck. Fuck. He didn't say anything, nothing. I'm like, um, yeah, like I felt this way for a while. I'm just like blabbering off as you can see I do. And, and, and he, I'm like, so... And at the end of it, I'm just like, so are you going to say anything? And he kisses me. And it was, and it was magical. He's not one for words. And he's magical. It was magical. And I was like, this is what we were fucking supposed to be doing. No wonder we have so much chemistry with memes. Uh, so, so it was not the right time, and I knew this going in. I just wanted to, like, how do I put this? Like, pee, like a dog pees on, I'm gonna claim my territory, right? Uh, I wasn't sure if I was gonna move to Chicago. He wasn't. He was building out his new business. It was complicated, but I wanted to pee on him. Um, uh, <laughs> and claim my territory. No, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to claim my territory. <laughs> All right, so then we spend like six months just like, what the fuck are we kind of situation, right? But like we're, we're following our gut, right? He comes over. I'm still dating other guys. I don't know. He's not. He can't handle multiple people. But like 
you know, like he calls me, uh, we're super casual because we're just like, no, we're friends and benefits. Yeah, but you don't have feelings for friends and benefits. I know I had very successful friends and benefits, all right? It was dick and then human separated from the dick, right? Um, this was like feelings, like feelings, feelings, chemistry, and not just with the dick, not just with the dick. It was weird, but we weren't ready yet. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to move, whatever. So, so we were just like in this like weird back and forth, this weird like limbo. And so he started, we both started feeling really deep for each other, but we agreed it wasn't the right time. So his way of dealing with that was pulling away from me to the point where like he kept pulling away, pulling away until one day he did something that like not even as a friend he would do. It was fucked up. It was fucked up as a friend he would do, right? Like almost like ignoring me. Shit he would never do if we were just platonic, right? And, and I had told him, I'm like, look, I don't redate anyone ever. I've never like gone back with an ex. No, none of that shit. Once you quit, like this quit. And this guy pissed me the fuck off. I'm like, that's fucked up, even if we were just friends. So I yelled at him and dipped. And he came back apologizing, being like, look, I just like, I, you know, I'm, that's my way of pulling away. But he did, by the time he did that, I was already dating someone else. Yeah, this other guy who treated me like a fucking queen, I never knew, because he was fat and ugly. No. <laughs> no, no, no. If your fiance treats you like a queen, double check on that. I'm like, hmm, there's something weird going on. <laughs> Uh, that's not realistic to for someone to treat you like a queen all the time, you know. But it is it is a nice thing to taste, right? No, you gotta understand. So the guy that I'm talking about that treated me like a queen, who take me out to nice dinners, call me beautiful all the time, right? That's what I mean by treating me like a queen. At the end of the day, none of that shit matters. My fiance does the shit that matters. That's what I mean by. It doesn't matter that he, treat, he treated me like a queen. It was nice to know, right? He was recently divorced. So I started dating this guy. And he was recently, uh, recently divorced. And he just kind of like taught me every... He basically did everything that... The op, he did the opposite of what he did in his previous relationship, right? He was like, no, we got to talk about this because, you know, we, this is important for couples to talk about. So that's how. So I basically learned directly from a freshly divorced person how to have a healthy fucking relationship, which I had never learned before. And my fiance now definitely never learned, right? We did not know how to confront each other, whatever. I, anyway, point is that people don't like people don't like to hear this story. I dated a guy in between for like almost a year for a year in between our love story. No one fucking knows that. I can't tell people that. Why? Because it's not romantic. But guess what? If it weren't for that guy that I dated in between, for me, I would have not have known how to communicate in a healthy way in a relationship, which means I wouldn't even know if I would be in one. And for my fiance, if he didn't have that time without me, realizing how much he needed me, how much he actually couldn't live without me, and that alone matured him, 
we want to be together. So the way we actually got together in the more mature second time around was that this guy broke up with me, right, out of the blue, in the middle of a show, like during the uh, a break during the show. I had no idea he would break up with me. And that night, I, had, I hadn't talked to my... I hadn't talked to my fiance in a year, right? I w- or nine, nine months or something, six, nine months, because he got frustrated trying to get back with me. I didn't realize that's what he was doing because he wasn't confrontational. So he was like uh, trying to get back, whatever. We hadn't talked forever. My birthday rolls around. He texts me, happy birthday. And I, we start talking and we're platonic. I'm still dating this other guy. And so we're like, we're like talking, we hang out. We finally hang out for the first time in like, a, like nine months or a year. And it's nice and it's fun. This guy doesn't even know I have a boyfriend. So he didn't know that it was platonic. He blocked me on everything because he was sad. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so um, I knew it was platonic. I didn't know he didn't know it was platonic. So we were like hanging out, whatever. Then one night, like, then one night, with only daytime, we only talked about work, daytime, very platonic. No flirting, nothing, nothing, nothing. And I was dating this guy. Then the night that that guy broke up with me, which was, I mean, it was out of the blue. Not just, like, randomly, but also, like, he's, like, too ugly to break up with me. You know what I mean? No, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, he lost weight. He's super hot now. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They do it right after you divorce, uh, the break up with them, right? No. So he broke up with me, and, and it was a blessing. And, and that night, as this guy is breaking up with me, who texts me for the first time in the evening in like a year? My fiance, right? Yeah, he texts me. He's like, hey, what are you up to? He hasn't texted me at night like for like fun, not work-related things in a year. So, hey, what are you up to? I'm in Wynwood. I was in Wynwood. I was getting broken up with in a, in a, in a sidewalk in Wynwood. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm here too. He ended up having left already. When I called him on my way home after getting broken up with. And I was like, I just, I just got broken up with. He's like, I didn't know you were in a relationship. Because <laughs> he blocked me on Instagram. On, or on everything. And he's like, oh. So the next day, whatever, long story short. The next day, um, crying all day, you know, just got broken up with. And then I have a show and he comes to my show. And afterwards, we hang out. And I tell my, the producer of the show and all my friends there that this is my friend. This is my friend. And then uh, we hang out after at the bar after the show. And then we're dancing. And then he, I dance with him once. And the headliner of the show says, whispers into my ear. He's like, I think your friend wants you to stick your finger up his butt. Whatever. We start dancing. He has a boner immediately. Yeah. That's how you know bitch didn't date without me. Yeah. Full year. Celibate because it wasn't with me. Yeah. 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 We're still training him to not come so quick. No, but um, I'm kidding. Uh, yes. A lot of people identifying. Okay. That's fine. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Huh? <laughs> no, so, um, so, 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 
we get into my car and we talk and we're like, what the fuck? And we're like, are we doing this? We're doing this. And we did it. That's it. The day after I broke up with this guy. Guys, the day after I broke up with someone, he texted me at the same time like he knew. And I was like, well, let me pretend to date other people. I did for like three weeks. That was annoying. And then by, the, by Halloween, it was like three weeks later, by Halloween, I was just like, I am in love with you. And that's, and we've been together and healthy ever since. So, sorry that was a long story. I've literally never told it before. But my point is, if the love is good, it was probably fucking messy. You need to go through shit. Whether it's you two together, you two going through shit, immigrating, money problems, whatever. If you don't go through that, how do you know you're going to be through the hardships, you know? Point is that rom-coms are light. Yeah, oh, it's just like a rom-com, bitch. No rom-com included me dating another guy for a year, okay? <laughs> Give her Gina, ladies and gentlemen. That was exhausting and I'm glad I'm not married or I realize why I'm not married, but good for you. I'm glad that all worked out for her, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up once again for Regina. We're going to get this going. I know we're running a little bit late. I've been eating focaccia bread from Larry. Larry's focaccia's got me. Whew. That threw me off. But uh, let's get our next storyteller up. Uh, this guy's got a great vibe. He's got a really good energy. This is his first time here at this night. Lemon Brown, come on up here, buddy. Come on. I gotta get you. I'm sorry, Eric. I have to get used to this. Uh, you guys want me not to tell jokes, right? You want to just keep stories, keep it real, keep it true, right? Well, I've been thinking about this day for the past 72 hours now uh, about what to tell you guys, what to talk to you guys about, and I really haven't the faintest idea. There's so many different things. Uh, but I can at least tell you this when that ball gets rolling, there's not much that can stop it. So you tell me what you guys want to hear about. <laughs> Say a word and see what happens. I'm like a little game, a little toy right now. You say a word, I'll just see what happens with it, right? Sex. Sex. Oh, we're going to talk about sex. I'm sorry. That was the loudest one. <laughs> so in regards to sex, let's be honest, right? I mean, shit. When's the last time you had sex, Lemon? Oh, it's been a while, right? Um, I would say, actually, it hasn't been that long. It's actually two or three weeks. However, though, I haven't had sex, honestly, like consistently with, like a, like with a relationship, not a platonic one. We're definitely going to be more than friends there. But no jokes, right? Don't laugh. That's how I know I'm doing bad now. <laughs> but sex. Hmm. I mean... What's there not to talk about, right? It's great. It's a great feeling. Uh, when you have a great partner. Oh, oh, yep, yep, this one's for the guys. Yeah, you're right. All right, guys. Hey, listen up. Uh, sex is really important. <laughs> you guys know that, though, right? But you know it's more important than sex, right? Like the energy that you bring into sex, you know what I'm saying? Like on a like super, super real level, right? Like if you're having a shitty day, you know what I'm saying, and you're going into bed with someone, and you're bringing that energy into my fucking bed, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't do that, please. Um, <laughs> 
but but in a realistic sense, though, yes, that energy is transferred. You know, I mean, energy transfers. Um, some people like transfer it through heat, right? It's the most common one that we know of, right? But sometimes, you know, there's also that little energy that we're not too familiar with, right? And that goes right around the general area. So, not only do you want to be safe when you're like having sex in that like the physical sense, but you know, just make sure that you're having a good day, you know? So make sure that the partner that you're with is, like, all cool and all that sort of shit, and if there's any sort of bad vibes, then get out of there. Um, that's sex. Give me another word. I heard sir. Okay, so sir. Um, I'm not allowed to call Eric sir, mister, or sir, right? It's only Eric. Um, I have this thing where I like to, you know, try to be formal, right? You know, well, hey, mister, missus, right? Can't do that shit, right? It's with a certain generation, right? Oh, you want to be called a, 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 a you want to be the, pro whatever the pronoun is for toaster, I'm not sure, but, you know. But you want to, but you definitely don't want to be an asshole, though. So if someone wants to be called whatever the fuck, you know, well, then let's do it. Let's entertain that because it's all just another game, right? Oh, I mean, realistically, yeah, you know? It's all, the whole thing of it, right? Thank you, thank you. I mean, um, so now we're just going to talk about games, right? You know, the game of life, right? It's a fun game. What, for, what, 16 players or something like that, right? You know, and the ones that we're, well, the one that we fancy is a lot, what, 7 billion, right? But this game is a little more, the, high, the stakes are a little bit higher, right? <laughs> um, they say that you can't take life too seriously because, like, in the end, you all, we all just, like, pass away anyways, right? And there's... It's right, right, you know? But something's got to matter, right? We're all... We aren't... Why are we all just... Otherwise, why are we all just walking around fucking bare naked, you know what I'm saying? Like, in our birthday clothes. Something has to matter, right? So although this is a game, although that there's a way to play the game, and although that there are ways that people can cheat the system, right? It's all essentially just... You know, level up along your ways. Literally, you guys level up. You literally have freaking birthdays. Like, we couldn't just make it easier for you guys. Might as well just, like, literally just, like, tell you guys, hey. It, it, you know, but whatever the case may be, right? Everyone has their own different way to play. We're, most of us, we get the standard starter pack, right? We, well, um, with the, what, 18 years of, 18 years of being told what the fuck to do inside of either, either inside of an institution or either at the home uh, where all that little fun stuff comes on. You get a freaking DLC with the home shit, right? Sometimes, right? You get, like, <laughs> you're going to take those beatings with you for the rest of your life. <laughs> Um, so, games. Hmm. My favorite game has to hands down be chess, right? Um, it's a game of, of course, people say wit, smart. I don't really think so, honestly. When I play a game of chess, I'm not trying to figure out how smart or dumb you are. I don't give a fuck, really, what, how, that, how your R key is. I would just really like to enjoy this game with you. And maybe, along the way, you know, uh, Understand how you think at the very least, because that's what I feel as I get out of a game like that, because you're literally, in a game of chess, right, you're literally showing your opponent your art of war, how you would beat them if you had a whole army at your, whole dis at your disposal, right? And that's what a game of chess is. So that's kind of a fun game, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you and I, we're not going to lose any blood, right? You and I, you know, say so we're just like telling people to go die for us, right? But it's entertaining because now I get to see how, how you as a human, how you react, right? Your people, your pawns, your people on the front lines, they just died. Like, you're just going to let that all happen, right? So I get to see that in you, you know? At the very least, I don't care how smart you are. I just want to see how fucked up you are mentally. So that's kind of a thing. Right? It makes sense. Um, fucked up individuals, fucked up heads, something like that. A little bit about me. I blow 
bubbles. We're going to touch on that just a little bit, right? Not, gonna, not too much, not too much, right? Come on, come on, come on. But I do, right? And the reason why I bring that up, right, is because it's fun. It's part of the game, right? So th that's my little superpower, right? You guys, did, did you guys know this? You guys have abilities to, you know, uh, create your own superpower in this game, right? That we have that we have to share with other seven billion fucking people. You can create your own fucking superpower. I found mine. It's bubbles. <laughs> Simple enough, right? Well, big bubbles, small bubbles, colossal tsunami, barrage, javelin, foam. What else we got? Carousel, smoke bubble. What else we got? Uh, the helium stack. That's a bunch of, there's a million different things that can be done with a bubble, right? You guys talk to the right guy. I, I, I got you. Um, so let's talk about the day, right? Let's end this off there, right? Today's been a very, very good day, right? It's actually September 7th, 8th? Of course, that's the 8th. Of course it is, right? Which definitely means for those who are about that spooky life, we're getting closer to our day, right? Um, this is essentially pre-Halloween. Uh, pre this entire month is just pre-Halloween. Point of that. Like, like, I'll be honest. I'm, 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 you know, four or five minutes in, right? And I just want to make sure that the words that are coming out of my mouth are genuine, right? So I'm noticing that there's some responses. There's some laughter out there. I appreciate it, guys. But I need to keep it honest, right? Halloween's coming up. It definitely is one of my favorite holidays. I met one of my best friends during that sort of two or three days before that holiday. So we're going to jump into some relationship shit. It's going to have a little bit of everything that I've had talked about previous in this one story. Cool? All right? Cool. All right. So October 27th, I end up uh, reaching out to a girl through, I end up matching with a girl on Tinder and then copy paste onto Snapchat. And now we're, now we're talking on Snapchat. Cool. Right? October 28th comes in. We actually, like, I actually did make progress. I was actually, at that point in time, I was in a three, going on a four-year dry spell, right? Before that, I actually did it. A witch pissed her off, and that spell, well, you know, it's going to last a while, right? Whatever the case may have been. Um, hey, ah, but also, what? But, yeah, but, but, yeah, so... October 28th, best day of my life. I meet the girl. I meet a girl at a bar. We're playing pool, doing the favorite things. It was awesome, too, because like she's like in that aesthetic of like the vampire. You're like, we're low-key in the Halloween spooky spirit, right? Cool. Um, and she breaks the spell that night. Oh, my God. Oh, we did it all over my roommate's couch. And that was, I didn't tell them until months later, and then they had to like, like, hey, Lemon, could you like fucking wash the couch? It was months ago. Yeah, could you wash it now, though? <laughs> but whatever. Um, I met the girl, and now this girl, this, this, this relationship was very, very interesting uh, about this experience. This is my very first adult relationship, right? Everyone's got to remember their very, very first uh, adult relationship. When I say that, like, we're not doing the kid shit anymore. Yeah. Fucking dental damps and um, condoms. No, no, no. But seriously. Um, but seriously, though, uh, we're talking about, like, actual emotions, like how... Whatever it was that you had going up as a kid, like all that hugs and shit like that, like, like to me, when I got received the amount of affection that this woman was putting out, my recept, I could not comprehend it at first, right? Like how could an individual extend this amount of, of care to someone who, who doesn't, who do, you, do you fucking know me? No, you don't. Why do you care for me? You know what I'm saying? So when I got those hugs and those feelings and stuff like that, that just... But for me, it was terrible for me. It was great feelings physically. However, emotionally, I became attached. 
I was like, because, you know, you lack those sort of things when it, uh, as a child, right? And when you lack certain things as a child and you start getting them as an adult, you start really, that's really where the addiction comes and you're like, oh, we're going to spam on that thing, right? So that's what I did. And it was great. For a full year, the very first uh, adult relationship lasted, I would say, for about a year up until the point where I really fucked that whole thing up, right? And that's, let's, 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 let's jump into it. Let's, how do I fuck it up, right? So we're laying in bed. Oh, my gosh, dude. We're laying in our bed. It was awesome. It was lit. We're literally, we're literally there, dude, and I'm just, like, embracing what is to come. Literally, the fucking longest yard is playing. Adam Sandler's cracking jokes. It's a good time, right? And fucking A. She, you know, she looks up. She looks me in the eyes, right? And she asks me a question. She asks me if I'm happy, right? Very important question to ask. Very important question to answer. Um, and that question should have been answered with another question. Like, well, in what way am I happy? I didn't choose that route. I chose to just answer straight up and said, you know what? Right now, I can't say that I'm the most physically attracted to you. Whatever I phrased it, I literally, something like that. I literally told her straight up in her bed, hey, I think you're ugly. And that arm went up so fast. Her arm went up so fast. And that night, I hadn't seen that girl since that night for about a year. And that was the very first adult relationship. And honestly, I'll tell you guys, I'll be honest or not, without this girl, I wouldn't be the I wouldn't be the citrus, the citrus nightmare that I am today. But I digress, I digress. <clears throat> when you find or meet someone that compliments what you have and what you offer to the world, you know what I'm saying? And they just like compliment like either verbally give you compliments or just like they just like compliment who you are, you know what I'm saying? Come on, you gotta do something for those individuals, right? At least tell them, hey, you know, I, I, fuck whatever's going on today. Today, you, right, you compliment me very well and I appreciate your existence, right? It's kind of like saying I love you, but like going above and beyond, just make sure that they you know if, if God didn't place you on the earth then I was gonna fucking do it myself, right? Something like that. Um, think goodness, I was able to get that relationship back. Um, nothing, nothing physical, you know what I'm saying? Like we're still, we're, the, fa the fact of the matter is that we talk, you know what I'm saying? Especially with the good friends that you have, you know, the ones that you can actually reach out to when you actually want someone to actually listen to. Um, those are the ones you definitely want to keep close to. And if you do happen to f like fuck up, cause it happens, that's life, that's part of the game, right? You know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Um, don't take it too personally. That's the best advice I can. I don't know if I, I shouldn't be giving you guys advice. I should be giving you guys stories. So what's the, all right, I'm going to end up on this. In that relationship, one of the biggest pinnacle moments that happened when I learned how fucked up I am as an individual, uh, it was my very first show that I was introduced. I was doing comedy, right? Com uh, Stand-up comedy, right? But I consider the bubbles more of a power, right? Whatever. So, <laughs> excuse me, that was a burp. Um, so we're at a comedy show in Miami. I believe it was at the, not the villain theater, it was some sort of theater, doesn't matter, right? So we're at the show, and literally on the ride up there, she is literally dri she's driving me, right? And she is literally helping me write the jokes along the way there. So I'm like, no matter what, not, and not only am I gonna get a pussy, I'm gonna have the best time because like, she's like la gonna laugh at the jokes that we wrote together, right? So I think, all right? We get to the show, I get up on stage, I eat shit, you know, whatever. I was the first couple of, on and off years, right? Whatever the case may have been. And then now another performer comes up right after me. And the girl is just like, just 
eating everything up. And I'm just like sitting right behind. He's like, like, I can't even smile. Cause like me, even if the dude's telling great jokes, like the girl, she's like, her smile, hers, her smile makes me not smile. You guys know what I'm saying? Right? So what ended up happening, this is a very, very pinnacle moment, and I do apologize in my reactions to the entirety of the whole scene. Uh, I apologize to the girl, I apologize to the comic involved, and I also apologize to myself. So what ended up happening, I go to the restroom after my performance, after the show is over, right? I don't know why we're on the knees right now, but it feels appropriate. So I go to the restroom, I come back, and now the girl, I left the girl sitting at the bar, right? Right somewhere in general direction over there. So I leave her at the bar, I come back after my piss, and now first, First physical thing that I see, right? So imagine like that, like imagine you're seeing a wall, nothing, right? And the first thing you see is girl still at bar. However, a comic who was she was laughing at is above her shoulder and actually writing something in your, your, your motherfucking journal. That was what I saw. And that was what I was talking about the entire ride fucking home. Like, why the fuck is he writing my fucking journal in front of, you know, all the things of course, you could have just like said, hey, I'm not going to drive you home, of course. But that was a moment where I had to really understand what ticked me off. Was it the fact that she laughed at another comic? Was it the fact that she did not laugh at my jokes? Was it the fact that, honestly, in my personal, like, did I not think that I was funny? If they did not have fun? There's all, all these different things, right? But it didn't matter at the very end. Oh, I'm so sorry. I made a spill. That's my fault. I'll, tell, I'll clean that up. <laughs> Thank you. So to keep a short story long, I mean, short story long, this girl's amazing. Like, short story long of it. Like, honestly, if I could put a ring on this uh, girl's finger, I probably would. Like, hands down. Like, I'd just walk up to her. We've, we've been through enough. Um, I've made my decision. But sometimes your intentions might not, co uh, co uh, ex might, might not coexist with, with another individuals, all right? So sometimes that happens. You guys, at that point in time, you have a decision. You can either collaborate or what's the word? What's the word? It starts with a C, but you, you do the thing where... Compromise. Compromise. We could compromise, too. It could just be a booty call, right? But, like, you know, I don't know. Human being, being, being human is fucking weird. And I think that's maybe the best, the, the highlight of it, right? It, guys, being human is weird. Life is a game. And relationships are important. I think that's probably, the, that's, that's the sum up all the random shit that I said, right? And also bubbles, just, just bubbles, just that. Thank you, guys. Give it up for Mr. Eric. God damn it, my ass. Give it, up, give it up for Lemon Brown, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody got their style, and I dig his style, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for him one more time, ladies and gentlemen. Lemon Brown. Thanks for being a good audience, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, these stories are harder than you would think to tell. So if you are telling a story to your friends, just keep it at a cool level, and I'd appreciate that. We got two more storytellers, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this woman told the story uh, a couple months ago, and it was awesome. And I'm um, glad to have her back. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Joanne Blaskowitz, ladies and gentlemen. Bring her up. She doesn't have an accent at all. Hi, guys. Oh, see, that's the, that's the comedian in me. I just want to put the mic back. It's in my way. I'm doing it. Thank you. <laughs> So I was gonna talk about my ex-boyfriend, but I looked around and you guys are all so young. I think I'm gonna talk about my son. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you don't want to hear old people's love stories. I mean, come on, I could be your old mom. Everybody here, except for Scotchy, I could be your old mother's, okay? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> he told me how old he is earlier, okay? I mean, come on. <laughs> but um, no, seriously, um, I, um, do you guys like Olive Garden? All right. I worked, at, I worked at the Olive Garden in my early 20s. Um, I started out as a hostess. Then uh, the dream was to be a server, of course, because the servers were running with the big boys, you know, hanging out with the managers, making tips. I finally managed to become a waitress, which was awesome. I mean, the thing about the Olive Garden that I worked at, and I'm sure it's like that in every other restaurant or whatever, I'm sure you guys know this from your jobs too. You spend so much time together with these people, you work double shifts, you hang out after, you party, you do whatever. Everybody's fucking dating everybody. And then they break up. And then they're dating somebody else from the same place. And before you know it, the whole restaurant basically sleeps with each other. You know, either by association or, you know, whatever. And that's exactly what was happening. I mean, we were all hanging out, partying. Um, we're going out with this one, then we break up, then we go out with this one. And blah, blah. Anyways, I had a really good friend. We were like, um, kind of like fuck buddies. Um, I had, you know, boyfriends, he had girlfriends, but we were really good friends. I mean, we were like, oh my gosh, like this. We could talk about anything, and whenever the need arose, was just like, make a phone call and come here, and let's do the wild thing, and everything was fine, everything was cool. Then I started dating my manager. Yeah. I always had a thing for figure, like uh, authority figures. <laughs> yeah. The only problem with that was one of my really good friends was very attracted to him, so we kind of had a big, you know, powwow about it. Like, I can't believe you're dating him. You know, I like him. I'm like, well, you didn't do anything, and he asked me, so, you know. But anyway, so I was, <laughs> I was dating him, and it was, you know, the, the restaurants like Olive Garden, like, you're really not allowed to date. Bosses are not allowed to date employees, but whatever, we managed. And um, he was, he was, honestly, I think he was a pervert. But little that I know, like, what do I know about that? But, yeah, he was trying to get me, like, have threesomes and just, like, I don't know, we watch porn. I'm a little, I'm, at that point, I'm like a young little innocent girl from Poland. Like, what do I know about this? You know what I mean? I'm just like, well, it's a manager. It's a boss. You got to listen to your boss. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you do what you have to do. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, that went on, that went on for a few months, like, I don't know, eight months maybe, and he broke up with me. Can you imagine the nerve of him? I was so upset after all the perverted things that I've done with him and for him, the asshole broke up with me. I was like, unfucking believable I mean, you know... I, and my favorite song, do you guys know who Meatloaf is? Yeah. My favorite song at the time became I Would Do Anything For Love. I'm that serious. I listened to that song over and over and over. I was like, I would do anything for love. And you know, the part I won't do that, no, I didn't sing that because I've done everything. 
you know what I mean? <laughs> but anyways, he broke up with me, and it was, um, it was December, and it was New Year's Eve. So I'm sitting at the Olive Garden at the bar. It was after my shift, talking to the bartenders. We were really good friends. And of course, I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. he broke up with me. I'm drinking, 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 because that's what Polish people do. We drink. And um, the guy that I was fuck buddies with, really good friends, he called. He happened to call because he was a bartender too. So he called her to talk about something to do with the bar. And anyway, she says, oh, Joanna's sitting here. She's upset. So-and-so broke up with her. And uh, anyways, we got on the phone and he's like, just come over. So I went over and you guys can imagine what happened. We had fun. We had joy. We had sex. And um, yeah. Yeah. Get it, girl. Yeah, that was December. Okay. It was like December 24th. It was New Year's Eve. So two months later, I found out that I'm pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I already got it, girl. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, I'm a little innocent girl from Poland. I don't know anything about anything. I'm like going to the doctor. I'm like, yeah, you're pregnant. So they're trying to figure out the conception date, and now we have a problem. Because there was uh, intercourse two weeks. Um, there was, you know, two weeks bef in between. And the due date comes, you know, like, well, whatever. It could be this, could be that. I'm like, oh, my God. So now I don't know who to tell, you know. So I fucking told everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I just went to work. I was like, you know, I mean, what, 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 are you, what are you going to do? Well, neither one of these guys were specifically thrilled about it, especially the manager that broke up with me. Okay, his name was Jay. And my, the other guy, he was Jim. So I'm not going to keep saying the manager, the guy, you know, Jay and Jim. So, you know, neither one of them were really, you know, very thrilled about it. Like, um, you know, that one, Jay broke up with me. And Jim is like, well, now that Jay broke up with you, now you're going to say it's, you know, I'm the father. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm saying I don't know who the father is. I mean, I'm being totally, oh, you are so good to me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think she figured I needed it. I mean, this isn't really a sad story. It's, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm okay. It was a long time ago, but thank you. <laughs> so anyway, so like I said, you know, I mean, waitresses made at the time. I don't know what they make now. I work for the post office now, so I'm postal. But um, we... we <laughs> We used to make like $2.13 an hour plus tips, so there is no way to pay for childbirth out of that. So one of my good friends said, um, apply for Medicaid. You know, you gotta, you know, they're gonna pay for the birth, whatever, you get the Medicaid for the baby after that. So, okay, you know, I was little, you know, chunky already at the time, just about the way I am now, but I'm not pregnant now. Just so you guys know, it's okay. You don't have to feel bad for me. I, I used to have that hourglass figure, but, you know, it's sense shifted a little. So it was, like I said, a long time ago. But anyway, so, you know, I waddled to the office to whatever, HRS or whatever, you know, the, the food stamp places and um, applied for Medicaid. And they told me, 
Um, okay, so after we give you the Medicaid, we're going to have to um, get the child support going. And I'm like, child support, that sounds good. I'm like, okay. So they're like, okay, here's the form. You know, fill out the father's information. <laughs> I'm like, I, well, I don't know who the father is. They're like, what do you mean you don't know? And oh my God, that was like the most embarrassing moment in my life. I had to tell him. I'm like, well, there are two. So I had to give him both of these guys' name. Well, there was a, another trick. They're like, one of the questions was, at the time of the conception, were you married? Well, guess what? I was fucking married to somebody else. Yeah, to somebody that I married like four years before in Connecticut that I haven't seen for four years right after we got married, like pretty much it lasted maybe three months. It was a mistake. It was like a terrible mistake, but we never got divorced. So they're like, oh no, if you're married, then the law says we gotta go after the father too. I'm like, the father, I haven't seen the father, you know. Anyways, I had to give them the father's information and I had to find the father to call him and tell him that they're gonna come for, you know, looking for him for a DNA test. And um, it was funny though, talking to him because he actually told me that we were already divorced. He divorced me on the basis of abandonment. I abandoned him. He remarried and his bride ran away from him already with the bartender from the wedding. I know, talk about bad luck, the poor guy. But anyway, so that got him off the hook here. You know what I mean? But um, so, okay, so they left him alone. But yeah, when I heard that, I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, this poor guy, you know what I mean? He's like, he just like, he never wants to see me or hear from me again. And there it is. Like, oh, you're going to, you know, give your blood because you might be the daddy. But anyway, so they, um, they had to wait till the baby was born. And this is like the funniest thing. The moment that kid came out, all my friends from the Olive Garden, and that, I have to say, I was very fortunate. And I got to tell you guys, if you have good friends, because my whole family was, is in Poland. I had, like, no blood family, no blood relatives here. But I had such good friends. It's like, if you have good friends, cherish them. Seriously, love them. No, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. They threw me a baby shower. They gave my son I mean they they took such a good care of me and you know what that was my son is 20 my son's going to be 27 on September 17 I still have these friends we're still like this I mean the bond is so tight yeah so if you have friends like that in your life just just keep them like don't you know what I mean it's like I get goosebumps just thinking about them but it's funny because they were all there in that room. One of my friends actually showed up with the video camera. She was going to take birth. Thank God she was late. I mean, what a nightmare. But yeah, she was like this little Mexican lady. Her name was Maricela. Like literally like four feet eight. Shows up with this huge video camera like, am I late? Am I late? I'm like, yeah, you're late, girl. Thank God. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And um, they made, you know, they called my mom. So I talked to my mom. My mom is like, oh, I have a grandson. I'm like, yeah, you have a grandson, you know. But yeah, it was, it was. But um, everybody looked at the baby and there it started. His butt looks just like Jim's butt. Yeah, but that smile, this is Jay. Look how he holds his hand. 
And I was like, okay, everybody, shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, this is a newborn here. You know, they don't look like anything. You know what I mean? Like, they don't look like nothing. They look like wrinkled, little red, yucky thing, you know? So, I was like, oh, they were all like, yep, I see, I see, you know, Jay, Jim, Jim. I'm like, ah! But anyway, so we did the blood test, and um, they took Jim first, which is the fuck buddy. And it was that's it was done deal ninety eight percent accurate so they didn't even go for Jay for the manager um, and you know I gotta tell you the more my son grows up he is totally like Jim <laughs> everything about him is like Jim but you know we haven't really been they haven't been in touch because Jim did not like this at all. I mean, he paid the child support over the years because I guess he was forced to, but they've met when my son was 12 years old. They've met for the first time and Jim was already married to somebody and had two kids. And it was just such a, it, this is like really touching story too because I mean, I don't know what's your religious upbringing guys is like, I'm from Poland, I grew up Catholic, Jim is Irish which he grew up Catholic too, and we both met in the Protestant church, which really we shouldn't even be there, you know, from our upbringing. And it was like the weirdest thing. I saw him and I was like, whoa, you know what I mean? And, and it, it just went great. We got this little family, his wife accepted his son. I mean, my, you know, my son accepted me as a friend. We had like birthday parties, we had, you know, Every holiday we spent together, it was it really worked out un, until they got a divorce. Now he's divorced. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's between them. But no, it, it worked out great. As for Jay, two years later, after my son was born, he committed suicide. Yeah. I just figured that's what you get when you, you know, not a father of my child. <laughs> So, but anyways, <laughs> but um, anyways, yeah, so, but you know, but no, it's, it's, it's all good now, and I tell you guys, I never wanted to have children, this was a total accident, yeah, I, I, yeah, like, no, <laughs> but I would, I would die, I would die for my son, he, um, just, gra he graduated, he's got a, his final degree, and now he thinks he's gonna go to Air Force, he thinks. <laughs> because I'm not letting him. I mean, no, I'm like, you're staying home taking care of your mother. I just turned 53 freaking years old. I need somebody here with me, okay? But anyway, so that's it, that's the story. Thank you guys very much, you all have been fabulous. Come on. I'm enjoying these stories, and they're also making me feel really good about never being married or having kids at the same time. This is all about me now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Creighton is fucking awesome. We're going to take a short break, and Creighton's going to come up and tell a story, and I can't wait for it. So please hang out, have a smoke, do some heroin, whatever you got to do. And then we're going to do a quick break and Creighton's going to come up. Thanks for being here. Give it up for Joanna, Regina, ladies and gentlemen. 
Levin. Thanks again, Joanna, and uh, making me not want to go to Olive Garden even more than before. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for being here at the 43rd podcast of uh, Uncle Scotchy's Storytelling Extravaganza. Thanks you for being here for this. This is being recorded. This will be forever. People will listen to this when they come down from space. Thanks for the storytellers that, that told the stories before, ladies and gentlemen. I've been really excited to get this guy back up. It's been a while since he's been here. And uh, me? Yes, you. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Creighton Bear. Come on up. Tell your story. Tell your story. Tell your story, motherfucker. Barn Nancy, what's going on? Make some noise real quick. Give it up for your bar staff and for yourselves. I feel like I'm in the hold of a ship whenever I hear, and I love it because I, I'm definitely like, if you're in, in Florida long enough, you feel like a pirate at some point in time. Thank you. I appreciate that. No butt stuff, though. Okay, so give it up for your other storytellers, by the way, real quick, guys. Joanna, Regina, Lemon, Eric, thank you for hosting. All right, so, guys, we're going to get expansive tonight. Let's talk about women. I know that's a bold statement to make right off the bat, talking about women, but I feel like I have experience in this realm. Um, I know that I look like if Chris Hemsworth gave up for a couple months, okay, years, got some bad tattoos and decided to just chalk it up to bad life choices, but I've dated exclusively in Florida since moving here. Like 90% of my relationships have been with either sex workers or teachers. Thank you for laughing at that, because the story tonight that I'm going to tell you guys is a story of loss and also finding yourself, okay? Like, let's keep that in mind before I get into this. So, two months ago, I work at the Miami Improv. I work every weekend for a couple hours, make some good money. But one of those weekends, while I wasn't working, I applied for unemployment, and my unemployment finally kicked in. And I was like, all right, let's celebrate. Let's go to a strip club. Hell yeah, right? That's, that's a good idea. You go in there, you have... But here's the deal with the strip club. You have a plan with the strip club, all right? You go into the strip club with a certain amount of money. When it's gone, you leave, all right? Men, that's a note for the night. Just to help you guys out. You go in with their $200. When it's gone, you get out of there, all right? The problem is, is that the strip club that I went to is a local Miami legend of the name of Playmates, which you guys, thank you. He's been. So, that being the case, these being the facts, is I went into this club, I grabbed a beer, I sat down, I was chilling, hanging out, having a good time. And here's also the second rule of strip clubs. Never say hello to the first stripper that comes up to you, okay? Give it to like the third stripper, all right? That's just a note for you guys for the night, all right? Give it to, like, the third stripper that comes up to you. I made this mistake because all of a sudden, I got to stop looking at a woman with a great ass and just decide that that's the rest of my life right there. Like, personal growth, like, I'm 30, like, that's the one thing I can give you is just, like, anytime you see a great ass, just don't equate that to a great personality right away, okay? But a Cuban woman approached me, and her dancer name was Claudia, but her real name was Analvis, just to let everybody be up to date as far as what whose true identity is here. 
And if you happen to go to that club, you can look for Claudia. You'll find her. Don't worry. You can spot her from a mile away. But what happened is that this woman approached me for a private dance. And then we went for the private dance. And then halfway through the private dance, she declared that you're my boyfriend. And when a Cuban woman says you're her boyfriend, you don't fucking argue, all right? I'm sorry. That's, that's it. You're her boyfriend at that point in time. So over the span of a weekend, I went from going out for a drink at a strip club to taking her daughter to bailar classes that following Tuesday. <laughs> and here's the deal. I'm a fuck-up, but I'm a responsible fuck-up, all right? Like, uh, here's the deal. I'm a man-child, but, like, I still pull out, okay? Like, you know, I pay my taxes, but also I smoke a lot of pot, all right? Like, like there's, a, there's a limit to, like, what I do here. And I'm finding myself, like, all of a sudden given this responsibility of being, like, a single father to a kid that I have no interest in. I'm sorry, let's be honest, because her kid... Here's the deal with kids. They don't tell you this when you start dating them, but kids are fucking expensive, all right? When you go out to dinner, here's the deal. Chicken tenders and fries, that's it. Thank you. Yes, 15 to $20 for chicken and tenders, all right? Chicken tenders and fries, that's it. This girl would go out, she'd order chicken tenders and fries, she'd order pizza, she'd all, she, we went out to an Italian restaurant, they had Nutella calzone, I'm just like, I want to try that, but I don't want to be a fat ass, and she's like, I'll have that, I'm just like, of course you would, it's only the third dessert item on the menu, but that being the case, these being the facts, guys, like I said, I found myself thrust into this adult relationship that was a little bit beyond my price range, okay, I'm not a sugar daddy at all, I'm a comic, who works at a comedy club collecting unemployment. I'm a splendid daddy at best, all right? Like, I can cover your drinks, but not your dinner, all right? Like, that's it, okay? And after four weeks of, like, heavy, intense dating, where I'm finding myself paying for things that I've never paid for, you know how fucking expensive hair extensions are? Give it up for the women in the room, by the way, that have hair extensions, all right? That's number one. Number two, if you do your eyelashes, God bless you. This is all me, by the way, okay? No makeup, no nothing. But after helping pay for the whole getup for this dancer, she went to work one night. And here's my deal. I, I, I understand that if you're a sex worker, you got to do what you got to do, okay? I don't want to be divisive at all. A woman's body is her body. She makes her own choices with her own body. But if you're dating somebody and you're about to have sex with somebody else, call, check in, say, hey, I'm going to do this. And to her credit, she did. She did. She did call and check in. And she was like, I'm going to do this, Poppy. I was like, that's not a good idea. I've, I've got Shameless going on over here. We've made some sandwiches. Come back home. And she still had sex with him, which means that she's dishonest, but she's also a Latin. Like, like, there's a thing with passion there. You can't deny it when it's happening. If there's something going on, let it go, okay? So, also, money. But anyways, as I was saying, that was, like, the tip of the iceberg, because at this point in time, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but, like, I'm not bad-looking, okay? Women approach me, too, believe it or not, all right? And I'm shutting down everybody left and right because I'm like, I'm not a sex worker. I work for minimum wage. Leave me alone. Give me my tips. But also, I have to have the approachability of being somebody that is nurturing and mature enough to handle a 9-year-old's and a 31-year-old's woman child. Let's be honest. This woman sucked her thumb, okay? 
I don't know about you, but if you suck your thumb, you need to grow up. At 30, that's the one note that I have, okay? Like, if you suck... Also, here's the deal. Women, I, 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 support, I, I support and I love single moms. I date mainly single mothers. I'm dating a single mother right now, currently, okay? Thank you. But as a single man with a Disney Plus login, if you don't have that, get your shit together. Okay, because I'm sick and tired of you bitches ask me for it, all right? That's, that's my one thing. It's just like, that and also, if you're a sex worker and you don't have an OnlyFans, grow up, okay? Everybody's seen your butthole at least once on the internet. If not your FBI agent, then definitely your mom. All right, that was a weird way to take it, but my mom has never seen my butthole, but the internet definitely has. I was in, I was in the Army, guys. Okay, they've done a full body scan. Somebody's seen me somewhere. They've got my fingerprints. That's why I don't commit crimes. I just, like, attempt them. But anyways, so... <laughs> thank you. So anyways, guys, here's the deal. Here's the other thing with dating a Cuban woman. You find yourself involved in a very heavy family dynamic that you weren't aware of four days beforehand. <laughs> Thank you, because I met Mama, Abuela, and Grandabuela all on the same day. And they were nice, and they all of a sudden... I understand that I'm kind of a Latin woman's dream because I have blonde hair and blue eyes, and I look like I can support a green card, but I can't. At the very least, I can support an EBT card, okay? That's the truth right there. Food stamps, yes. Citizenship, maybe. But anyways... I digress. This woman was incredible. I don't want to give her any discredit for the fact that she, she honestly introduced me more to religion because she practiced Santeria. And thank you, yes. No, she, she, she opened my eyes to that. But at the same time, the whole sleeping with other men for money thing just kind of seemed to cause a rift to us. Like, you know, just... Like, it just seems to be a hang-up, you know? Just all of a sudden, just like... And, like, also, I don't want to give her any discredit, but, like, during the span of our relationship when we were together, she never slept with anybody else except a woman that paid her $3,000 to munch box for four hours. So kudos to her for being a smart sex worker, right? Thank you, right? But, like, towards the end of the relationship, things are, things are going downhill. This is, this is not going well. The reason why is because I don't want to keep seeing someone that sleeps with other people for money. Call it logic, if you will, but also call it an emotional distressor at that point in time. Um, the thing is that I'm currently dating a woman whose husband used to be a cuck. So you do the math on that one as far as like where my emotional balance is because she's going through a divorce right now because of me. But at the same time, I also dated a woman before the stripper who's one of those like self-help entrepreneur types with bolted on tits. So what I'm saying is I've dated all the, like, the local Miami tropes in the past year. So, like, 2022 is my year, guys. Like, I'm going to find a nice Juban with a boat. Like, like a boat. Like, here's, here's how I know I fucked up as an, adult at white, at, as an adult white male. I don't have any friends that have boats, okay? Like, that's my big indicator. Like, none of my friends have boats. I need to be friends with somebody who has a boat. We'll talk about that after the show. But... Here's what I'm getting at. The thing is, is when you date a sex worker, because I've dated a lot of them, all right? Thank you. 
the thing about dating sex workers is, is I moved down here initially to Florida in 2013, 2014 time frame. We'll give it some credit. May 2014. I'm trying to remember correctly because I do a lot of drugs. Um, but anyways, I moved down here after the army to date a girl who lived in Tampa who found out later on about months in the relationship that she used to be a dancer. And that's cool. Like, it's cool if you dance. It's think that you dance for a price after you're off the clock. Like, that's... Because it's a horizontal tango, you know? It costs a little extra. And here's my deal. I'm not a pimp by any stretch of the imagination, but if you're willing to sleep with somebody, put your price tag up a little bit. You'd be surprised, okay? I know I don't look like much, but I at least cost room at the Hilton Garden Inn. Because they have a continental breakfast. That's some good shit right there. I don't care who you are. Free, free waffles are free waffles. At least, right? That's what you get out of the deals. It's like, I got some free waffles out of this. I don't care. Let's go to the door. But while I'm on that subject, dating this woman taught me a couple of things. It taught me, number one, never, ever, ever go to a strip club before the 4th of July. Because you'll find some proud Americans that are not American that want to have you be their American for the weekend. $900 at Costco later, guys. You're just sitting there like, why did we buy so many things of potatoes? I know that's an Irish joke, but also it works for Cubans because you guys make some fucking good-ass food out of potatoes, right? Like, that's... It's also plantains, but, like, let's not be selective here because I know it's a Latin thing. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm white, but I know that I'm white at the same time. Like, I look like an easy market at a strip club. Probably added to it. But... That being said, I'm a gringo who knows the lingo, and any time that like, anything is being said more than four times, I know this is about me, depending upon the subject. Now, let me follow this up with saying this. Guys, if you get your unemployment money, don't go to a strip club in Miami. Go buy Bitcoin, okay? Not, that, that would be, depending upon the Bitcoin, though. Depending upon the Bitcoin. Ethereum, no. Dogecoin, yes. Just because of the fact that it's about to go up. Okay, investment tips aside, this table up front here, you guys are awesome, by the way. What? I love you, too. All right, so, following up on that. Dating a Cuban stripper, her mother doesn't live too far from here. She lives about two blocks up on Cayocho, so I, like, I hit, like, the typical Miami Cuban stripper, like, all the tropes right there. Um, yes, thank you. But she's a nice lady. Like, she's actually, like, I'm not saying that, like, ironically. She's actually, like, a nice lady. It's just that you can fuck her for $500. That's the one downside to that. <laughs> at least she's got a high price, you know? Like, at least she's aware of her costs, you know? Could be worse. I, I could have not used a condom the entire time, and we could be here. Um, but it ended just as you would imagine any any relationship with a stripper would end. Uh, very expensive. Guys, I, I know that it's been a tough year for everybody, but I I was, at the end of this relationship, I, I, I went through all of my unemployment money, and I went through all of my reserve money, and I was down about $7,000 in overcharges, as far as this girl was concerned. This is the price of pussy, by the way. When, when you live with it, not when you pay for it, okay? Like, there's a difference. If you're living with it, you can pay for it all the time. It just comes out to rent and hair extensions and trips to the doctor and all sorts of stuff. She was asking me about paying for liposuction at one point in time with seven grand. 
can't co- I, I can cover like you know dumb shit like hair extensions, not not liposuction. I don't have that kind of insurance. I know I'm white, but my credit's bad. Um, but that being said, it, it definitely came down to me learning a couple of things about myself. Number one, don't date a stripper in Miami. Thank you. This is a this is this is learning curve. This is learning curve right here. Number two. If you do date a stripper from Miami, date one from 11, so that way you know they at least make $2,000 in a weekend, so you don't have to worry about paying their bills. Um, but I, like, like I let off, I work at the Miami Improv. If you guys happen to have any free time, feel free to come through and check us out for any of our shows. Uh, I'm not on stage most of the time. It's actually a professional comedian, but come through and give us money because it helps pay me. Um, and also, number two, if you're going to date a sex worker have the expectation that the sex is going to be, like, dissolved from a relationship at some point in time, and you're just going to have to count on feelings, which they better be good, because if they're not, they're just going to sleep with somebody else. That's kind of a sad note. We're going to keep going. <laughs> um, also this, guys, so... My, my boss, well, my boss, my boss, who I love, my boss actually had, like, a sit-down with me. She was, she was just like, you need to stop dating women who are just into you for money. I'm just like... It's like, you're absolutely right. She's just like, because you don't make a lot of it. I'm just like, you're also absolutely right about that. <laughs> but at the same time, in the past year, I have supported and moved in with three girlfriends who, like, have all been on the spectrum... Because I have Asperger's, guys. Like, I'm a little retarded, but, like, you know, intelligently so, where, like, I'll go for somebody that's emotionally damaged and try to fix them. And in doing so, I will financially damage myself. Like, I've learned... This is without therapy, by the way, okay? This is just me talking to women, figuring it out throughout everything that I've got going on. But I've had some growth this past year. Number one. Don't date any more Cuban strippers. Number two, if you do have an expectation, but number three, if you do, make sure they're not Cuban, okay? Because those women can negotiate like you wouldn't fucking believe, all right? And when I say that, I mean that, like, the, the passion that Cuban women have scares the hell out of me, okay? Because I never, ever was on the receiving end of a more ferocious cuss-out than I was. I feel like Samuel Jackson was cussing me out, Okay? Like, I feel like Samuel Jackson was literally sitting there saying motherfucker every 30 seconds. I couldn't understand a word this woman was saying, by the way, all right? But at the same time, like, I knew she was mad. I just was like, okay, this is not good. Okay, so end of the story, and I feel like we can, keep, we can bring this all together. So we dated for two months. My friends are here tonight. They've been through all of my bad dating choices, by the way. My two friends, Ben and TJ, give it up for them real quick. Ben and TJ are my friends from the improv. They've been around for the fact that I've dated, I've dated, when I, say, when I say that I've dated all of the typical Miami tropes, I dated a personal trainer with bolted on tits who was an entrepreneur and is into Bitcoin who doesn't make enough money for rent, okay? And then I dated a Cuban stripper who's hot as hell who doesn't make enough money for rent. And then I dated a, I dated a massage therapist who also kind of looks like Cindy Crawford back in the day, but doesn't make enough money for rent. Do you see what I'm saying here? Is that most of these women work very hard, but they don't make enough money for rent. They need to find a guy to pay money for the rent. And then after that guy pays the money for the rent, they're kind of like, all right, you're cute. We'll talk later. That's what happens to me. But at the same time, what happened with the Cuban stripper is at some point in time, she got pregnant. Right? I know. I know. 
here's my fear, is based off of the work that she does, is it mine? That's the question. And also at the same point in time, you have to, you have to question whether or not your, your sperm are strong enough to handle this because if they are, you're a dad all of a sudden, but you're a dad with a stripper. That's a tough gamble anyway you split it because her ex-husband was in prison. I'm not going to prison. I know I look like I have the tattoos for it, but we're not going anytime soon. Not on, not on the docket for things to do, okay? Trying to stay out of prison as long as possible. Um, I think he was a refugee. I'm not really certain. I didn't get into it with her. But she, she said she was pregnant. At this point in time, I feel like I'm being also like squeezed for a little bit more money, but at the same time, I believe in Plan B. So I cashed after $120 to go pick up some Plan B because be a fucking adult then. <laughs> I know it's 50 bucks, but two doses works a lot better than one, goddammit, all right? <laughs> I don't want to be responsible for this is what I'm saying. I'm trying to be responsible for not being responsible for this. So that's why I'm doing that. She sent the money to her dad in Cuba. This is where we have the direct correlation of problems as far as communication is concerned, okay? Because when you have a relationship on Google Translate, get the fuck out. Get, just, just trust me. Unless you're willing to learn Spanish, which I am. I just have not met a willing teacher because most of the women that I meet that are like, I'll teach you Spanish, they give it like a day or two, like a try, and then that's it. And here's my problem is I keep dating women based off the fact that I expect them to be like a human Rosetta Stone where like they're willing to teach me Spanish but I get to sleep with them so it's awesome. But that's not good for me in the long run because I'm not learning any of the language. I'm just learning the passion and the anger and also a lot of music actually. Like, like I've learned so much more about like reggaeton this past year than I have. Because I dated a Cuban, I dated a Venezuelan, I dated a Puerto Rican, and I dated a Nicaraguan in the past year. What I'm saying is my penis has been on vacation because we can't go anywhere with COVID. I mean, you can, but you don't want to. <laughs> I'm laughing at TJ because TJ's telling them what I just said. All right, back on track, back on track. Okay, so... Where was I getting? She said she was pregnant, right? So this is happening towards the end of the relationship where, like, I've moved out of the apartment. I'm not living there anymore. She's just like, hey, I'm pregnant. I'm just like, that's great. You do a lot of cocaine. I'm pretty sure the kid's retarded by now. Like, let's, let's end this on a... Thank you. But I'm pretty sure the kid's retarded by now. Let's end this on a happy note. Like, let's go get some plan B. Let's get an abortion, whatever we got to do. Like, let's be responsible for this. By the way, I'm not pro-choice, I'm pro-women, so whatever you choose, that's what it is, okay? This is, I'm not like Texas. I don't have a reproductive system, I just have a penis and I make mistakes. Um, but she wanted to have an abortion, so that was her choice. She's a dancer, I get it. You also don't want to look fat on the dance floor. It's not good for anybody, okay? Nobody wants, well, unless you're black and you're into it. I'm kidding, I'm totally kidding. Ben, that was a joke? That's why you said, what? You've seen the pornos, bro. Move on. No, you haven't. Speaking of, I'm in the racial porn. Anybody else? I know that I know the set's gone to a weird space right now because I'm mainly telling jokes, but I'm in an interracial porn because of the fact that this woman is a full Cubano. So like she had the black skin, the black hair, the whole thing. I know, right? I know that I look like your typical gringo that looks like a mark but at the same time, I don't have a lot of money. 
So, like, that's where the disconnect is. Like, I have enough to cover my bar tab, but not enough to cover the trip to Planned Parenthood. Okay. So, bringing this all back in. Guys, my one note, don't date a Cuban stripper. Number two, don't date a sex worker unless you can afford it. Number three, if you do, make sure you have a Costco membership. Because that impresses the hell to some of you women. And also, paying for groceries is a lot cheaper at that point in time. Um, that being said, though, I, I appreciate you guys all coming out tonight. Give it up for your host, Eric. Give it up for yourselves. Thank you so much for giving me the time and space. Yeah, for Craig Bear, ladies and gentlemen. God damn it. Telling you the truth. I have never felt so good about being single as I have after this motherfucking show tonight. Holy shit. Wow. Better wow. Thanks to all my storytellers for coming up tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus Christ. People are work. All kinds of people work. <laughs> sex workers, non-sex workers, all that shit. Oh, my God. Thanks for coming out, ladies and gentlemen. We're not doing this next week for the first time in about a year. This, uh, well, better what are we going to do? We could play Yahtzee somewhere. Or something. We'll have some focaccia and play some Yahtzee. And let's see what happens, you know? Have a little weed and focaccia party. Might have to. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but they're redoing the floors. The floors are going to look awesome. It's going to be like waves. And uh, like anybody looks at the floors. But still, it's going to be kind of cool when you do or when you fall down. Thanks to all my storytellers, ladies and gentlemen. Creighton, thanks again. Thanks to your buddies for showing up. Thanks for everybody that works here, and um, except for Evie, yeah, Evie, she always has a bad attitude. And uh, we have a really special storytelling night on the 22nd, the weekend after that. Andres is coming up, Jonathan's coming up, we got some full walk race action happening over here. I'm going to tell one, and uh, I got another one coming up. Hopefully Mitch can make it. Give it up for Mitch for coming and chronicling all this all the time. And just being really cool, always supporting and um, and, and putting his pictures up. And, and, and I really appreciate that. So thanks for everybody that shows up, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and thanks for hanging out late. I'll see you guys in two weeks. Woo! And Julio, thanks for Julio making everything sound really good. Listen to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Go to my Instagram, Uncle Scotchy. And uh, the link is on the bio. And check out any one of the stories. And you can just cry and laugh for the rest of the night. Bye. <laughs>